Today's guest on the Blake Brief is photographer, videographer, and director Nick Amrine. Hi, Nick. Hey, Andrea. So Nick recently was here at Boyke Law. He did our pictures. They came out great, so we had to have him back and ask some questions. So you ready? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, so Nick, i got to start with your bio on your website. So it says, <laughs> heavily tattooed, rides a Harley, skateboarder, and a type 1 diabetic. So let's break that down. Heavily tattooed. How many qualifies as heavily? Wow. Well, I got my first tattoo when I was uh, 18 years old. I was living out in California. It was a camera. And then I just got, like, hooked. It was almost like if you started, like, a canvas, like, painting, and you painted a corner of it, and you stood back, and you're like, I I started that corner, but now I got to, like, finish the whole <laughs> canvas. So, like, my arms, my back, my chest, my shoulders, my legs, um... Everything's covered. I mean, there's small little gaps that need to be filled, but I don't. I would probably say there's at least over 40 tattoos. Wow. Do yeah. you go back to the same person, or? Um. So actually, I've done all barter work. The only time I've ever paid for a tattoo is when I paid 50 bucks in Ann Arbor. You pay 50 bucks, and it's called get what you get. You pay 50 <laughs> bucks, you reach in a bowl, and whatever you pull out, you get tattooed. No way. <laughs> so what'd you pick? Uh, I end up getting um, just like a little scorpion, and it's on like my my ankle. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, I would not recommend that. So. Yeah, don't do that until like you can like easily blend it in somewhere. Sure. So. Well, very cool. Um, all right, rides a Harley. So, did you buy it locally? Uh, so I got my motorcycle in Denver, Colorado. It's a Harley uh, Sportster. Um, so I grew up skateboarding, and that was, like, my main passion. And then as I got older, I wasn't as able to skateboard as much. And um, a lot of skateboarders transition into riding motorcycles. It's kind of like the same kind of, like, street culture, riding. I don't know. They kind of just go inside with each other. Okay. So, um, yeah, I ended up picking up, uh, getting into motorcycles probably in my mid-20s. And uh, I just love it. So Have you only had one or multiple? I think I've only had two. My first one was like a really old like Honda CB750, which is like, looks like a cafe racer kind of bike. Okay. But it was like from the 80s, but like every time I went to go ride it, there was a problem with it. Oh. And I don't know how to fix motorcycles, so I was like, I just want to get on the bike and ride. Yeah. And so then that's when I got the new, the Harley one. So I feel like all of my clients who get into motorcycle accidents, that's their main priority is getting their motorcycle fixed. They don't even care about their injuries. Is that something that is just comes with owning a motorcycle you I luckily I've never went down so I can't relate to like oh once you go down you're ready to go riding yeah. again I feel like it might uh shake me up a little bit I've heard people get motorcycle accidents and they never get back on their bike again oh, goodness. but um yeah there's just something a desire about it of riding in the freedom um the escape I now I like to in the summer use my motorcycle to go and do like camping trips or um, take rides and you know it's like a cool expression I guess I even like go skateboarding with it I'll put my skateboard on the sissy bar and go ride I've had my dog on my bike before a little chopper oh my that's why his name chopper like <laughs> chopper motorcycles what kind of dog he's a chihuahua mix how old is he um he's eight years old okay yes he's I got him when he was one so I've had him like seven years oh, is he still getting on the bike with you no, like I think he's like becoming an old man or something because like he'd get on the bike and he used to like enjoy it. Like he'd be riding and I had like a specific book bag for him on the back. Yeah. 
And then all of a sudden, like one riding season, like the pipes were like super loud for his ears. And he was just like barking nonstop. And I'm like, yeah, he ain't liking it no more. <laughs> we're done. So, I don't want to torture the little dude. You know what I mean? Oh my goodness. So, all right. Um, well, that gets us into skateboarder. So yeah. is that something you're still doing? Yeah, I skateboard in the summer. Um, it was like the first thing I did probably around like 10 years old. It was like my first passion was skateboarding. Um, which then eventually led to me being a photographer and videographer. But, uh, I know anything and everything about skateboarding because it was my first passion and it still is like, I'm crazy obsessed with it. Um, but yeah, I try to skateboard every summer. It's like, I don't know. Where do you go in this area to skateboard? I mean, skateboarding really is in the streets, so you could skateboard anywhere. Um, but like the older you get, like you don't want to deal with cops. You don't want to deal with security kicking you out. <laughs> right. And like, I'm a business owner. So, like, as a kid, you don't think about things when you go to a business or you're going downtown and you're, like, jumping over these stairs or this handrail or, or like, <laughs> waxing a curb and destroying property. Like, you just think, like, yeah. I'm having fun. Like, exactly. what's wrong with that? Like, why are you kicking me out? Now I'm, like, oh, I feel so bad. I was, like, grinding that bench that the Metro <laughs> Parks probably put there, like, yeah. you know, and spent their money. But um, Are there any local parks, though, for... Yeah, so now I'll just go to local parks. I mean, okay. growing up, there was there was no parks... And then they slowly started to blossom. The first big park was at Woodville Mall, if you remember that. Yes. That was yeah. There was an indoor skate park there. Oh, I didn't the mall's not, not even there that. anymore. That yeah. thing is like yeah, but there was a big uh, skate park that. in there. So that was like the first one. And then um, Highland, which is I think in South Toledo, mm-hmm. was the next big one that the city put together. And now they're in there everywhere. They're in like Pennsylvania, BG, Oregon. Um, so you can go to any one of these. No, I don't know the difference. Is there like the short board or the long board or what do you do? Exactly, a long board, like a long board. Okay. Yeah, there's, but they don't call it a short board. <laughs> okay. It would just be called like a skateboard. Do so, you prefer one or the other? Yeah, traditional skateboard because okay. I grew up skateboarding the streets. So they all have like different purposes. Like a long board is more if you want to ride for longer rides and cruising. Oh, yes. um, a traditional board is just going to be for the, the streets and maybe like a half pipe, like vert. And then they got mini boards, what they call like penny boards. And those were like the original ones where you see like those kids are like yes. probably without a shirt and then they're in like swim trunks and their feet are together and they look at they're <laughs> like a surfer from California. Because that was like their origination of skateboarding, which was like on these little little boards they call like penny boards. Gotcha. They're like cruisers too. Okay. So, yeah. Um, type 1 diabetic. So most people aren't going to put their medical history online. What made you want to do that? Um, I think it's a big part of who I am. Um, when it happened, I was 18 years old. Um, and, uh, out of nowhere, I started just feeling like I was getting sick, uh, loss of energy, loss of like 30 pounds, super dehydrated. And I was at, um, Owens for a short period of time right after high school. And I was falling asleep in class and waking up in other college classes. And like, I never like would fall asleep like in class. And, you know, if you do that in high school, the teacher's going to be like, hey, you got to get to your next class. The bell's ringing, whatever. You know, in college, they don't give a F. They're just like, let that dude sleep. I, like, wake up. (laughs) Kids are, like, laughing at me. Like, dude, you know what I mean? I've been sleeping there for who knows how long. Well, actually, to back up, before I went in the emergency room, I went home after school. And I was so thirsty. You know when people, when you get sick, they'll be like, oh, like, drink some orange juice. Get some vitamin C in you. Or I was so thirsty. It felt like I was in the desert. I got like a huge gallon of orange juice and a huge gallon of fruit punch. 
I don't know what I was thinking. And I went home all by myself. No one was there. And I drank them both because I was so thirsty. And then all of a sudden, everything just got real black and like real faint. And then it, it was so scary because I was like, this doesn't feel right. And so I called my buddy. I was like, hey, I think I'm going to pass out. Um, can you come take me to the hospital? Because I'm like so dizzy and disoriented. Took me to the has- hospital. I'm, I'm vomiting in the in the, um, the emergency room. And they get me in right away, and my blood sugar was like somewhere over 1,500, which is like basically like not heard of. You know, your blood sugar, a normal person with their pancreas working, is going to be like 80 to 120. So this was so high where it's so deadly to be having that happen. And basically they were like, yeah, if your buddy didn't bring you here, like you would probably pass out on the couch, slip into a coma, and probably would have died. Oh, my goodness. So it was a point in my life where... I had found my passion for photography and video, but this almost like kicked it into gear where it's like, yo, you just almost died. Yeah. You need to like take life a lot more serious and like take your passion and do something with it now. So I pretty much like left and decided to go to California. I packed, uh, packed up my Honda Civic. I had like 200,000 miles with the bumper hanging on it, threw all my stuff in there. I had like, I think under a thousand dollars in my name and drove out and was just like i'm ready to like find out how to do this you know or make myself uh a name and and, and learn so so let me back super, up a little bit going all the way back where'd you yeah. grow up how'd you start where you know where was home as a kid basically i grew up in oregon um all the way from first grade all the way to high school so Clay High School is where I went. You said you, you became interested in photography or film? Yeah. When was that? Uh, so I picked up my first camera, I would say, roughly around when I first started skateboarding, like around either 10 or 12 years old. Okay. Because when you're a skateboarder, you want to film your tricks, and you want to oh. put a video part together. And this kid um, in middle school had one of these old VHS like shoulder cams where you have to take the tape and you put it in there and close it and it's like mom and dad's camera, you know? Yes. And we had like a, a make-believe like skateboard team and we started filming each other and I just remember like, wow, this is really cool. Like this is super fascinating. And uh, yeah, I just kind of became obsessed with it from there and then okay. eventually got my own camera, started making my own pictures and then doing video. Um so it was like a natural a natural passion that came from skateboarding. And did you take only pictures of skateboarding or everything? I mean, I actually did like in high school take some darkroom classes where you actually do load your like film, which doesn't barely exist anymore. Yeah. But that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I started out with skateboarding because that was naturally what I wanted to film. And then I think I did that for a while. We would just make skate videos, skate videos, skate videos. Um, and then in high school, I think it was like my junior year, there was this kid, his name was Adnan, but his older brother, Otis, owned Club Eclipse downtown. Oh, yes. The nightclub. And I was 16 at this time. And he's like, hey, my brother, like, you should come film our club. I'm like, well, I can't even get in. Like, you got to be like 18. <laughs> he's like, that don't matter. My brother owns it. Like, come down. I'm like, all right. Like, so intimidated. And I remember going down there, and that was my, like, first gig was going in the club. Filming, like, DJ A-Dub and, like, just all these people dancing and the bartenders <laughs> making drinks. And I made, like, some, like, little edit or whatever. And they were like, whoa, like, um, what do we got to do to get you come back more often? I'm like, you guys like it that much? Like, wow. And 
that's pretty much what would happen. I would just start creating these videos before you know I was shooting weddings, before you know I was shooting like a commercial. Oh my goodness. Um, and then photography wise, it was like, oh, somebody wants me to take some family photos, senior photos. Um, I was into a lot of like the music scene too early on. Like that was big when um, a lot of people wanted music videos and music promos and stuff like that. So I would do like hip hop music videos <laughs> and. Literally, if you wanted to pay me, I was like, sure, I love it. Because I yeah. was just like, I don't know, I just want to shoot, you know. And that That's almost awesome. became like the natural progression. Did you ever take any classes or go to school for that? Uh, so when I got to Clay High School, they had an amazing, which I still do, they have an amazing career and tech program for your junior and senior year. So they have, you know, cause they have um, auto, they have... Um, engineering to have all these different things where at a young age if you have interest or passion um they can help like spark that for you and you can get like college credit even too in high school to kind of move along so they had like a it was called vcom it was like a video and photography program and i learned like how to edit i learned photoshop um you're assigned projects and um i learned a lot of fundamental things they had the cameras there you could check out and I do remember, like, this was another pivotal moment where I realized something was special because um, even as, like, a sophomore where I wasn't even able to get to the career in tech, I was going down there all the time just to hang out. Wow. And I ended up helping out, like, the seniors on their video projects. And, like, I ended up, like, taking it over kind of. Like, not even, like, not thinking about it. Like, I didn't mean to do it on purpose, but I was just, like, obsessed. And they were, like, stoked on, like, what I was doing. And we put like this cool presentation for the auditorium and it was like a sports rally thing. And I remember the feeling of like the first time showing somebody my work on large scale was like super, I was like, oh, this is super awesome. And I remember like my current tech class or a teacher, he pulled me aside eventually once I got into that class and he was like, hey, Nick, like you got something special. Like you got to do something with this. And that's amazing that you knew from that young age what your passion was. Yeah, like. I never like thought about it, but it was just like, just oh, this is what I love. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course, this is what I'm gonna do. That's awesome. Yeah. So you said you went to California, mm -hmm. LA specifically. Yeah. Yep. So tell me about that. Before going to LA, it was like trying to figure out if I wanted to go to college or whatever. And then once I almost pretty much died, I was just like, I ain't got time for college. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, we gotta start doing this now. So, uh, yeah, went out to uh, California because that's if you want to be in photography and video and at the top of the game and the industry, that's just where you learn or that's where you possibly get the most opportunities. It's just like being an actor or a model. You kind of go to where it's at if you want to be in that spotlight. So I went out there and uh, I was out there for three years. I was definitely a starving artist. I mean, I lived off peanut butter and bread. The first apartment was a one bedroom apartment. Me and a buddy split the uh, split the bedroom and we had another dude living in the kitchen um I didn't even have like a bed I was living I had a pillow and a blanket and then I literally saved up finally for a futon and literally for internet like because I couldn't afford internet we would like go I would drive down to the corner of Starbucks and sit in my car and like be able to connect to the internet and stuff it was a, a very perfect time because you're so young where you don't know better yes yeah. And you, you're so excited just to live and have experiences, and you just don't know better, so you're just like, this is awesome. So did you go there with the plan, or you just showed up, like, here I am? I knew, well, there was a buddy who went the same career and tech program as me a few years before, and he was out there. 
So he was like my connection. His, na- his name was Miko. Okay. I just knew if I went out there and tried to assist, that was going to set me up. Like I knew I wasn't going to go out there and just start shooting and charging people. I wanted to go out there to learn. So um, I remember going on Craigslist and just try to see if I could get on set, if I could be an assistant, if I could help any way. And that over those three years, I did that. And I eventually would teach me like how to work with a client, how to set up a light, how to set up concepts, how to do invoicing. Um, pretty much, you know, uh, what would you call it? Like college, but in the streets. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that's so invaluable. Mm-hmm. So you have a video and I... I was watching it, and something that stood out to me, there's a segment where you're in a car, you're driving, you're talking about your internship. So I'm on my way to my internship right now. It's a free internship, but I'm working hard, and I want to show that I have a lot of interest in the company and that I want to progress. As far as the job is, like, working at the restaurant. So I need to figure out something soon where I can start pulling some income, make sure the bills are paid while I could still be at the internship. But that's the hustle of L.A., see how everything goes. I just look back and I'm like just super grateful I did it at so young and I didn't know any better like I said and because like now like at 35 you're like oh yeah you gotta go back you gotta go to like LA and you know live in an apartment with three dudes and eat peanut butter and bread I'm like oh hell no (laughs) like there's no way I'd be able to do that so I look back and I'm like man dude like good thing you stuck that out and like grinded and like had that life lesson because it made you um just appreciate a lot more and it taught you a lot and it kind of just gave you that edge Um, because eventually when I came back to here I felt like I was ready now to take everything that I learned and start applying it you know yeah I think that's so amazing though to have that that piece of of video that shows where you were then and then be able to compare that to where you are now and that's just that's so invaluable to have that but like I would just document like so much of my life not even knowing like how important that would be or that would like I don't even know why I was talking to it like that was before (laughs) like people recorded themselves talking you know what I mean for Instagram there was I just recorded it so it was cool when I was making that video I was like dang like I was talking to the camera like expressing like what I'm going through how tough it is and like I'm trying my best um so yeah it's pretty cool to look back at that have you had any other jobs besides doing what you're doing now you know anything outside of the film industry or yes yeah, so let me think so i started my business i went full-time where i say not working for the man um in 2010 okay so everything like out of high school being in la all the way up until 2010 i was working odd jobs you know what i mean i was working here locally in toledo i mean i've worked so many jobs my last one was working for mr emblem in oregon helping like lay out t-shirts and at this time, people started hitting me up because they heard that I came back from L.A. And they'd be like, hey, can we hire you to shoot this? Or, you know, it's cool that you're back in town. Can I hire you for this? And I would try to, like, balance out doing some of the photography and then working 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And then I just figured, I was like, man, if I could book a couple shoots a week, like, I'm only working a fraction of the hours, I can, I could probably do this full time. I was like, I'm going to go for it and just, like, start this business, like, solely only doing photography and video and making money off that so I, I took that leap and that was like the last job I had oh my goodness so how many years that is 13 years 13 years 13 years and you haven't looked back since huh no <laughs> look back for good memories and that's about it how would you describe your style 
So I, I categorize myself as a commercial advertising photographer. I like to work with businesses and brands. Okay. I don't shoot any of the weddings or the family stuff. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not my niche any longer. Sure. Um, I think it's important for any industry you're in is to try to find a niche or try to find a specialty that you can kind of yeah. you know hone in on. So within my style with that, I do have like a little bit of an edgier style. I like using lights. I don't shoot natural light. I do everything from like clean commercial work and I can do like super, you know, grungy portraits as well. Like if it's a model or it's a motorcycle shooter tattoo stuff. Um, that's kind of more of like my artistic side and letting loose with my creative freedom per se. Do you prefer doing one over the other photography or, you know, videography or directing? I'm happy I do both. You know, I get something from each one, you know, with photography, you know, it's a slower pace because you're taking a still, you're analyzing it, you're looking at it, and then maybe you're doing some Photoshop and then you finally get to see that final product. Um, there's something unique about that and using the lights. Video, it's also a unique process because you're capturing stills in motion and then you're laying it out on a timeline and adding, you know, music, text, transitions, and then you step back from that and you press play. I don't prefer either, you know, one or the other. Um, you, I get both, like, I get uh, something from both. Do you have a favorite project that you've done? Definitely. Um, a couple, but I would say, like, I'm super passionate about the military. I had two older brothers that served. They were a lot older than me. Um, uh, the one served during Desert Storm. The other one served in Iraqi Freedom. One was a Marine for nine years. Another one was in the Army for four years. But growing up, they were, like, in high school, and so they were, like... I looked up to them growing up, you know what I mean, and the discipline that they had. And I try to join the military as well, but because I'm type 1 diabetic, it disqualifies you automatically. Sure. The older I get, I just become more patriotic with, like, the military and just being so thankful for, sure. like, their service and, you know, um, the people that put themselves through that. So my first project I did as a series, it was, like, my first series, too. It was called Bravery and Bullets, and I just wanted to highlight local veterans. I wanted to do a photo and video series where I did them sitting in the studio holding one item that um, meant something to them while their time of service. So some people brought, like, like uh, their camo pants, their boots, their dog tags, maybe a medal they, they had got during the service. Um, and then I videotaped them explaining their time of service and what that item meant. And then I released each one of those each once a week. And then I ended up doing like a little show at my studio. And just the way it felt and like opened my eyes to like the different stories and the different faces. Um, it was just super powerful. I can imagine. So that has to be one of the best. And then I went on to do another one. But um, this was called Bravery and Bullets Combat Veterans. So like... This one just focused on people that had been strictly in combat. Okay. Um, so that was more like a niche style one. And once again, it was just like, it's just super powerful doing those things. Can you, are they on your website? Can people yeah. see them? Yep. Okay. On my website, there's a tab called series okay. and you can see all the different series I've done. Do you have any big projects coming up you want to share or can talk about? I started a passion project with a professional skateboarder named Greg Lutzka, mm. um, Growing up, he was really big in the industry. I mean, he's three-time X Game gold medalist. He's won two of the biggest contests in skateboarding. One where he won one hundred sixty thousand dollars on, 
you know, um, a contest in New York. He signed one of the biggest like shoe contracts in skateboarding where he went outside the core market, you know, and signed with K-Swiss. It was just like unheard of at the time. I've got to know this guy through motorcycle work that I did because he's into motorcycles. Just like I said, skateboarders (laughs) transition to motorcycles. They do them both. And I was working with Harley on some video work and got to meet him, and we kind of clicked. He was from the Midwest originally, but he's in L.A. He was like, hey, would you be interested? I'm kind of getting towards the end of my career. Would you be interested in, like, telling my story and, like, doing my documentary? And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, we started planning it, and then we shot it, and um, I was out in L.A. to film it, and then we went to his hometown in Milwaukee to film, like, where he grew up. And then I spent probably about six months editing. I would do like one full week once every month, like a full week every month. Okay. It's two hours long. It's like a full documentary, over 25 different interviews. Um, So that's pretty much all wrapped up. Just finished the trailer. And Greg, since he kind of has like the connections, because when he was like at the top of his game, he had like an agent, he had a manager. So now he's like working with people to try to see if we can do something with this. Okay. To me, I'm just stoked. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I, I don't care if it goes anywhere. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just stoked. I got to be a part of the project. But to him, he's like a entrepreneur marketing guru mm-hmm. where he's just like, what can we do with this? Like, what can we sponsors? Can we get like tied into it? Like, you know what I mean? I so um, we'll see what happens, but I'm really excited for that. Uh, is that something that'll be available to the public to yeah, I mean, like, he wants to try to get, like, on a platform. So either it be, like, Netflix, Hulu. Gotcha. You know, Amazon Prime. Yeah, we'll have to look out for it. But it'll be on somewhere, hopefully. And, yeah, it'll be open to the public when that, I don't know how long that process takes or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. For sure. We'll look out for that. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, I just want to keep um, keep my health up. I want to be physically active and taking care of my type 1 diabetes and, and um Keeping up my business and staying relevant, you know, especially with technology, always progressing, trying to stay on top of that and always like reminding myself to challenge myself with my passion projects or whatever I'm working on with a client to produce the best work that I can. And it's not ever mundane. So what do you want people to, to know about you or to remember about you? I don't know. I would just say I'm like full of passion. I'm like super disciplined and, um, you know. I feel I'm very grateful and blessed to be able to find a passion early on. And I, maybe I didn't know it was a passion early on, but the older I get, I'm just like so, so blessed and um, fortunate to be able to find that. Cause I, you know, learn again, I, I see a lot of people that maybe aren't happy in their fields or their career. And I'm like, I've never felt that, you know what I mean? And that's just like, a, that's really special. I think. <laughs> all right. That's all I have for you. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming. Thanks for asking all the questions. That was cool. <laughs> You're welcome. All right.